if you could go back 20 years and tell yourself something, what would it be? Uh, I, would, I would tell myself, you know, the grass is not always green on the side. You know, it's greener. Where you make it, it could be greener. Trusted and proven. Pushing the limits on every shot. We never fear failure. Join us as we set ourselves against the odds, bringing you cutting-edge voices in every industry. This is the Ironclad Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ironclad Podcast. This week, we've got a special guest. Travis Kennedy is a friend of Ironclad. Awesome guy, former SEAL. Now he's a firearms instructor. We just worked with him on a new project for Blackhawk. It's called the No Fail Series. We talk a little bit about that, and we talk about some other things, what drives Travis, how to be a good leader, and some more stuff. So you're not going to want to miss this episode. It's a great one. Well, thanks for coming on, man. I've been I've been excited to chat with you. I haven't I haven't uh, spoken to you since since our last production, which was what about two months ago now. Yeah, I don't know. Time goes by, but yeah, it's been that long. Thank you for having me too. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. How is uh, we we talked about this a little bit, but how is uh, life under COVID over there right now? Right, it's getting better actually. Uh, the beginning of the month it was pretty bad. Um, pretty much, I just been hunkered down at home, um, just focusing just on hanging out with my family and my girlfriend and just doing work stuff. I haven't really been out in the range until about two weeks ago. Um, I actually start training clients again. So it's, it's, it's on the upside now, but the ranges, the range are open and everything like that. Yeah. I'm fortunate enough. I'm still able to, to train people. So the range is open. Well, that's good. Uh, how about business? How's that going with everything? Are you, are you adapting? No, yeah, definitely. Uh, this actually, this kind of situation is actually, uh, made my business in uh, more of a, a need than ever. I, I, so I mean, a lot more inquiries, um, business has been good. So a lot of people are more concerned about their own safety and a lot of new gun owners, especially right now. So a lot of people are looking for training. Yeah. What are you seeing with that? I think right now it's, it's kind of let people see the, uh, dependency that we've had, whether it's from the government side that we source everything to different countries or on an individual side where we're like, man, I don't have proper food storage. I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to maintaining my home, uh, you know, self-defense, any of those things. What have you been seeing from your customers on that side? I think definitely this, that them just being scared of not being prepared. Um, it's kind of an eye opener. You know, I like to think this is an eye opener for everybody. You know, we can't, we can't prepare for everything. Um, but when things like this come around, people do start to get nervous and they start thinking about their own personal safety, you know, of not only themselves, but their family and their friends. Uh, so their first kind of knee jerk reaction is I need to start arming myself, you know, first things first is I need to start arming myself. But I hope that people out of this, they go and seek um, some actually good training, um, actually learn how to use the weapon because there are a lot of new gun owners, especially right now. Yeah, I think it's uh, one of those things that just because it's a right, people don't always put the uh, the duty behind it and, and understand that it's also their duty to be proficient and safe. And uh, wh- wh- how do you stand with that when it comes to uh, people who just buy and just assume that they ca- they, they, they've got it under control? That's I think it's a, it's a slippery slope. It's a, yeah. it's a double-edged sword. You know, it is our right as Americans to, to bear arms, but again, it's like you said, it's also, we need to do the due diligence to learn how to actually use it because we like to say it's a right, but it's also a privilege. You know, it's something that can be taken away from us very easily, but we need to be responsible as gun owners. Um, I always try to push that on people, you know, just because we can own one doesn't mean we're capable of actually using it uh, effectively without harming, you know, not only ourselves, but other people. So, 
that's that's how I think about it. Sometimes it con- it's concerning when I see all these people rush into the to the gun store just to buy guns and buy all their all the ammo, and so it is kind of concerning. But it also is kind of a good thing because I I like to welcome new people kind of to the two way community, if you like to say. But so I do welcome with open arms and offer at least some type of guidance. Like, hey, come to me. I'll teach you how to use it the right way. That we could take it home and just be a responsible gun owner. Yeah, and you've been doing a good job getting more content out about uh, showing how to, and and I, I've been noticing that man, it's good stuff. I know. I, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a good opportunity right now, um, and I'm just trying to just offer to people. I want to increase my reach. Yeah, it's growing. Yeah, my I'm in a bubble here in California, and I do travel occasionally, but right now it's only me, and I want to be able to train as many people as I can, and. Yeah, just pushing that content out, instructional videos, online training, et cetera. That's, that's where it's going. And that's kind of how we got introduced originally. I, I stumbled across your uh, content, but I think um, as as I learned about your content, I reached out to you and we worked together on some stuff. But you've got a cool story and you're able to integrate a lot of that into your training. Um, one of the things that makes you unique is your background as a SEAL, um, but you've been able to tie that into training and tie a lot of that purpose uh I thought it was really cool because a lot of people who listen to this are in different stages of life, but a lot of people that are doing big things. Um, you went from doing the pinnacle being the tip of the spear and being, uh, you know, something that everyone is such an aspirational career as being a seal to getting out in that transition phase, finding what you're going to do next is, is something that's a unique challenge that not a lot of people can, can recognize. Can you talk a little bit about what that transition was like for you and, and how you've tried to navigate through that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I planned a year before I even got out. I plan, I thought, you know, I had my plan in place. I actually was first considering on going into law enforcement. So I had, I thought I had my ducks in a row. I thought it was going to be an exception to the rule because I was here, you know, he there's horror stories, veterans transitioning out. It's just like the worst thing ever. You know, they struggle to find their purpose, their why, their next career move. Um, and I, I didn't want to be that guy to, to tell you the truth. Um, and I thought I wasn't going to be, but again, as soon as I got out, uh, March, 2019, April, 2019, um, I thought it was me good to go. Law enforcement fell through. I moved back to California. And then once that fell through, you know, I, I pretty much didn't have anything. I was, I started like just to kind of like the scramble effect on what can I do? I started thinking about I want to do contracting jobs overseas. So I applied for a couple of those. I applied for private security positions here in LA and I got a job. I worked there for like three weeks. I hated it. It was just like the, the place was really cool where to work, but the roles and responsibility you had to do was just really boring and I didn't like it. So I was like this typical veteran, like going through these jobs, not finding, you know, my next purpose, my why, but you know, as soon as basically long story short is I went to the range with some family friends and then I started teaching them kind of second nature. I me. Mean, I've always taught, we do a lot of teaching being a seal overseas doing, you know, foreign internal defense with other countries, host nation, I mean, just working with other new guys and team guys in general. Um, so I'm familiar with it. I just started doing nationally and it kind of dawned on myself um, how I could position myself to own my own business. And I always secretly like was in, in love of even thinking about owning my own business. I read a lot of business books, always been fascinated about it. Um, so it's just, once that kind of hit me in the face, I just hit the, hit the ground running. 
I mean, it just kind of had like a little epiphany. I was like, I could really do this. And I just got really fired up, motivated. Like it was something of my own I could take responsibility for and put all my time and energy into. And if it fails, it fails. It's on me. I mean, at least I was passionate about it. And I, and I am, and I love it every day. Yeah. I didn't realize it's been, it's this month was a year for you out. Yep. This, yeah, exactly. Just a couple, few days over the past year. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And so, so you started your business what right then, right a year? Has it been a year or not? Not quite yet. Yeah, not quite yet. Uh, next month it'll be about a year for the business. What do you think's the toughest part for um from going from being in a team environment where everybody you're kind of you're you're performing for the guy on your right and your left, and to going into you're your own man, you're an entrepreneur in the lonely world of business ownership. What has been the biggest difference and challenge for you? Yeah. Just being alone. Like not, not having that team with you to work with is be surrounded with and have that other extra element of like being pushed by that. Um, but man, it ebbs and flows. Uh, it's, I never like would have thought of experiencing anything like it. Uh, just owning a business. It's teaching is easy. You know, the, the hard part is actually running the business. Um, and I, it's like learning through a fire hose. I'm learning something every single day. I didn't know too, I didn't know anything about running the business. You know, to be honest with you, I didn't know anything at all. Um, but just kind of learn as you go kind of on the job training with, with the business world. But what I don't know, that's what gives me excitement because I'm always constantly trying to learn something new, whether it's Again, social mastering social media with the marketing because I always think of that stuff, and that's what kind of how the grew my business was social media. And I always thought of it about a business. Social media is a business to me, and I use it as just a tool, as a, a reaching tool to get people's attention and then convert and all that stuff. But and learning things every single day, just new things when it comes to marketing, client acquisition, pricing models, selling merchandise, selling now. I'm, selling online e-courses, et cetera. And I, I just love that stuff. Yeah, man. I mean, it's crazy because I've seen the evolution just in a few months. Yeah, it's been fast. Because I'm always trying to think three, you know, I'm always thinking like, you know, what, who, what are the guys in this industry doing right now? And a lot of them are doing the same thing. Uh, not like there's anything wrong with it, it's working. But I just wanted to be different in my business. You know, mine, like I said, it's just mainly just private type of instruction. But I'm actually leaning more towards the online realm because that's, I want to build, I like to think of it as a recession proof business. I want to build that whole the online piece, you know, with my, the KDS where my reach is even further, impact more lives. People can learn easier the comfort of their own home or own range, you know, own land, et cetera. Um, that's, that's the goal for my business. And I, you know, I could kind of step away and it gets, frees me, me up as well. I could focus on the business. So I'm not tied up with teaching clients, you know, five days a week, et cetera. Yeah, man. It's cool to see that because a lot of people have been forced into that move right now, but uh, yeah. it's something that's a natural progression for you. So that's good. It is. Yeah. What about, what are you taking now, you know, in your past career as a SEAL, you had to do so much adaptation, right? You're always assessing and adapting. Uh, right now it's, it's nothing but adaptation. And that, like I said, that's, that's one of the biggest challenges for a lot of businesses, especially when it's this big wheel you got to turn. You have to adjust these things. You have to adjust cash flow models. You have to adjust your team training, your leadership training. Um, what have you been able to pull from your past career to the adaptation as an entrepreneur? It's always my head, basically head on a swivel, always paying attention to everything, just adapting. You, especially being a SEAL, you need to adapt quickly. 
need to make adjustments quickly. Um, and, and if you, you don't, you're going to be left behind. You know, it's such a fast-paced world. You know, being in the SEAL environment, SEAL community, I mean, everything is just like like that. You know, time now, not time later. It's, it's not like everyone's on, on the move, on the go. And I, it kind of it does translate into the business world. Uh, everything is so fast paced, you know, just whether come up with new ideas, you know, whether it's content, how am I going to reach more clients? How am I going to get more clients? Exact cutting costs, expenses, et cetera. Like it's so fast that it's ever changing. It's just, I'm, I feel like I'm always, there's always something I need to do, you know, when it comes to a business, there's always something you can improve, tweak, you know, make better. So the ability to change quickly and kind of work under, under stress too. And now I, as I see my business grow, I have more clients, you know, I, now I'm starting selling stuff online. So I'm starting to see that influx of people like the complaints, but you know, people don't get their stuff on time, you know, or they want refunds or they want me to ship different things and their order got messed up. So those like little things now I'm starting to be concerned about having just me is me become an issue. And I need to kind of expand the team. Yeah. So as you expand, you're going to have the other issue that a lot of guys have, especially coming from a, uh, a, a world that you came from where not everybody is wired the same, right? Where every, not everybody has the same um, mentality or understanding. Um, have you started thinking about that, how you're going to be able to instill that or where that compromise is going to come in as you develop your team and build that team um, with that balance between the mindset that you're taking to your business and the mindset that someone else would take to it? People I work with, I tell them is kind of open-minded. Uh, obviously if they're going to work for my company, I'm going to have expectations up front. That's what I'm expecting them. You know, as in my employee, their, their duties and responsibilities, but I, like bringing people on board, like for, for example, I brought on my videographer, photographer guy. He's like, I would quote unquote, he's like the only contractor that works for me consistently. Uh, where I lack ideas, I, I open mind for him. Like, hey, you're, you have that vision, you have that view, tell me what works best. And, you know, he's spot on every single time, you know, just, I've learned even like when I worked with new, when I was a SEAL and I worked with new guys, I was, ne I never, I always came in again because I learned something new from even them. The newest new guy SEAL that doesn't know anything would come in and would teach me some, how to do something better. I found that, you know, quite humbling sometimes, uh, I've when I first experienced it, I was like, what the hell? I was pissed off because I thought I was an older guy. But then every time after that, you know, you just, you got to be level headed. You know, I understand not everyone's going to be like me. Not everyone's a seal. Um, I just try to try to bring in the good aspects, not the, you know, hard headed, hard charger, like my way, the highway type mentality. Um, it, honestly, it doesn't work. And I, I know for a fact, granted, I don't have any employees right now, but I know just my past experience with other guys in the platoons or new guys, et cetera. It, it just doesn't fly. Where, what are those um, things, those, those leadership lessons that you've learned? Where are the, what are the things that you got to watch out for? And what are the things that you're strong at as a leader? As a leader, like what I'm strong at is kind of action speak loud in the words for me is like, I want anything I tell someone else to do, I should be able to do it. You know? And like, because I always look back on just like the military, because that's my, sole experience is a good leader. He's, you know, actions speak louder than words. If he's telling you to do something, you know, sure as shit that this guy has done it a hundred times and can do it probably better than you. Um, so that's important to me. Where I lack sometimes I can be impatient. I can be stubborn sometimes where 
I see it one way and I'm like, no, I want it to done this way. Uh, so I, I could see that as kind of getting in the way with efficiency per, as far as business is concerned. Um, honestly thought about hiring you know, other spec op guys or other seals to be other instructors for my company. But again, that's, again, for me, I'm kind of, I'm kind of taken back and that, I'm, because that could be another slippery slope as well as bring on, you know, Again, I love you know, like-minded guys, guys in the same community, and I have thought about it long and hard, and I just don't think I'm there yet. But that's, again, that dynamic of the relationship, the mentality, the attitudes, you know, those conflicting attitudes, um, it could be difficult sometimes, you know, because I always think back just in the, in the platoon space, you know, a bunch of alphas sitting next to each other. Everyone knows how to do it their way. You know, they think they're right. So it, things just don't go anywhere. In the civilian yeah. world, it's so much different. You know, it's just so much different than being a SEAL. You know, it's, I can, there's, there's some few, you know, carryovers that, you know, translatable skills and stuff like that. But, you know, being in the SEAL community, that's like this little bubble thing compared to working with people on the outside. Yeah, that's good, man. It's a good point. And you see it so many times with, with people finding that balance and uh, they eventually find it. But a lot of times it's, it's riddled with, uh, with hiccups. Yeah, that's like when I first started this business, I was like, look, I, I can't, I need to work with others and understand that, hey, they're not, I need to be better understanding, you know, at the end of the day, as far as, and be able to communicate what I bring to the table as far as my skill set. If I'm working with other companies, you know, like we're doing with Blackhawk, you guys yourself, I, because yeah, cool, I'm a SEAL, but again, th that's it. They all, most people just know what they see in the TV, et cetera. And I, I didn't want to be, also, I did not want to be that seal that was just a dick and hard to work with because I just had such an overbearing personality that people just didn't want to hang out with or even work with or deal with. Uh, and and I've, I've never really been like that. I feel like a lot of that's personality driven too. Even in the seal community, guys are like that. It's a lot of the personalities and then add that on top of the, you know, being, being a seal and then add on the ego piece that just inflates everything even more. But, uh, always had just like that laid back attitude and just going level headed and just what I found more now is, you know, this is so like, really, I feel like it's cliche to say, but like, just like the relationship and, you know, the people you work with, the friendships, the network, et cetera, like that's huge. Sometimes that's invaluable you know, the people that you could reach out to and just connect with and just mental, you know, if you get advice from, you know, there's two guys that my business wouldn't even, I wouldn't even probably wouldn't even exist. It definitely would have taken me a hell of a lot slower to make my business. If it wasn't for, you know, two other guys, you know, Jeff, former Jeff Reed, former seal. And this um, other guy, former seal, Sean Ryan, you know, the business elite, two guys, mentors helped me mentor with my business. Great advice. And here I am today. Yeah. That's huge, man. Having mentors is huge. Yeah. And uh, I think with your background, you have the ability to reach out to people and people are willing to get get involved too, which is really cool. I uh, I want to talk a little bit about what uh, we did together. We, we've got a, a video coming out very soon uh, with Blackhawk. Uh, and, and the first time I reached out to you, man, is you were practicing what you're preaching now. You were, you're really open to the idea and we came out there. And uh, dude, it's, it's a badass video. Oh, it's epic video. I didn't even know what to expect, honestly, when we just started communicating over via email. Uh, I didn't really know. I didn't. My expectation. I didn't really know at all. I didn't even really know what to expect. I kind of picked. I talked to Jeff a little bit, but you know, seeing everything, all that hard work, and 
you know, what you guys have done in that, that final product. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's because I was watching myself like on video, like not at all. It was just, you know, just if I just were to look away and just listen, it, it, it it's just a powerful message. Yeah, I, I, uh, we, we, we're kind of the same way. We, we do them so much. We do content so much. We, we travel. We go out and we kind of get in these grooves. But uh, you never know what you're gonna get when you work with a talent. And you were game, man. You went, you went for it. We were in the gym at one point, and we were pushing you. We, we wanted to be authentic at all times, but we were pushing you to do it again and again. You just kept going and going. I was smoked. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was yeah, good. I was smoked yeah. by the end of it. I was, man, uh, for real. Yeah, well, that worked out. It was awesome. So that video rolls out this month, and uh, it's gonna—I think it's gonna make some impact with some people. And obviously, now you have a good relationship with Blackhawk. But uh, hopefully, that's just the beginning. And and uh, I can't encourage people enough to go see that. And I think it's gonna really uh, motivate some people and impact people. Yeah, no doubt. I have so many takeaways just from watching that video. Good man. Well, yeah, it's 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 an awesome piece. Um, what's next for you? Same old thing right now. Just work. I'm still working with Blackhawk. Hopefully, come up with some new uh, product product ideas about the drop in the near future. Um, but just focusing on my own business, ramping up uh, training clients, and then honestly, I'm, right now I'm really working on. I'm building that huge that content machine like we've discussed. Yep. I have a plan now, and that I think I have a good good machine and built in place for that. And then. I'm going to start focusing on my online training and building that up a lot too. That's great, man. Yeah. And I think it's cool how you've been, uh, you're kind of taking practices from other industries as well. It's like the people that are doing it right, whether it's a, uh, exercise trainers or anybody else who are doing it right. That's what it's all about. We kind of try to look across industries and not just in the production world, but who's doing it right in this industry, that industry and take inspiration and just continue to develop it. So you're doing it right, man. It's funny how the people, you know, when I first started the business, like, you know, met my gym owner who's really popular in social media, like just looking at him, watching you guys now, watching Blackhawk, just exactly like scanning it, like who's doing right, who's putting out good content. For me, it was like important. I, I know we talked about this and you're like, yeah, just I asked you like, how, how is that sustainable? And you're like, you just need to make it happen, just make it a priority um, and just honestly just spend the money on it. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it, it is worth it because that stuff is paying me back threefold, fourfold, you know on whatever I paid on to create it. Yeah. And, and to that point, you know, if you weren't doing it in the first place, we wouldn't never found you in the first place and which would have never been the Blackhawk, which would have never been. So it's just that compounding effect. What would you say to guys that are like about staying the course, whether it's in business, whether it's in training, whether it's in the military, uh, there's something to be said about staying the course and following through. What, what, what would be your advice to that? Like you said, scan across the board, who's doing it right. Who has the most followers, who is putting out the, the best guidance, best training. Um, for me, I love like production value, especially now more than ever. Like I love like the good, the visuals and, you know, what they're teaching, you know, how, how they're actually portraying it, how they are as a teacher is really valuable to me. Um, but again, it's, especially if someone is new, for example, in my industry, we start out even former spec ops dudes start out by giving good free information. Like I always thought out like people always wrap the bat, like, all right, no, I want to start charging people immediately. You know, use those platforms. And this is what I did when I first started out. You can look back my like earlier when I first started the business, just like my videos were all instructional, all educational. Hey, I want to, this is how you do these things, a step-by-step guide. So people could really see where your value is and how you could add value to their lives and their training, you know, whether, regardless of what industry you're in, you know, what, what can you offer in their lives? Cause that's what it's about. 
trying to add value to other people. You know, that's for me, that's what business is really at the end of the day is what it's about, about the customers and stuff like that. So um, just don't just do your own thing and think your way is right. Like, like we talked about, look who is doing it right. And most importantly, again, mentors, ask for advice, ask for help. I did that immediately. I, when I, I spoke to Jeff that first time and I was like, look, what, what is your, what is your first piece of advice for me? He's like, look, ask for advice. Don't be ashamed about your resume. And just, this is how, you know, X, Y, and Z is what I want you to, this is what you should do. This is what I did. And this is how I became who I am today. Uh, and that was kind of like the best be yourself. And then Sean Ryan's like, don't be a hard ass, have some personality, be easy to work with. You know, th- these little tips like that really went a long way especially when it comes to business. All right, coming up after the break is the rapid fire section and my favorite question, the one week challenge. When you're on the road as much as us and you are in every scenario under the sun from freezing cold conditions to uber hot conditions in Death Valley, you want batteries that will perform for you. For us, it's core. It's the only option. And they have a new battery out called the Hypercore Neo. I'm going to have to read the bullet points on this thing because it's so crazy. But I promise you, we've used it in the field and it's transformed the game. It's less battery swap outs, more durable, more options than ever before. So it's TSA PreCheck, it's RFID, it's rubberized. It's got a USB so you can charge your phone, you can plug in accessories, you can do anything from there. It's got hibernation mode on it. It's a high current delivery, which is a new feature. And ultimately, it communicates with the camera. This battery is insane. Core has always taking care of us we're ironclad and we're core driven so uh we're gonna go into our next segment this one is uh this is kind of like speed speed round right we just asked some basic questions but uh just kind of keeping you on your feet so i'm gonna i'll start you off um so uh what's the best advice you've ever received it was from my father when i was younger he told me to never settle my career yep you know my father's taught me a lot about business but when it came to career, when I, I know this is like back before I even wanted to become a SEAL, you know, he's like, don't ever settle for just being kind of, and what he meant by it was just don't ever settle for kind of just meeting the status quo when it comes to your career. You always want something more. And granted this, and he, like he said, I, in the beginning, I was like, I'm just going to join the military. He's like, no, you're going to join the military and do something special, do something better than just the average person that would ever just join the military. So for me, that was huge. And I, today, they even applied everything I did. I never settled for just kind of mediocrity, et cetera. I'm always trying to strive for that extra level. That's great. Good. All right, next one. Uh, if you could go back 20 years and tell yourself something, what would it be? I'd probably tell myself, hey, I need to run more. Try to go to buds. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm serious. No, probably that too. But uh, as far as advice is concerned, I wish I would have told myself, you know, just kind of the grass is not always green on the other side. Meaning sometimes when I was a SEAL, when I was a young SEAL, I would kind of have, I would find myself getting this kind of had like a bitter attitude sometimes. I think it has to do because I was young and immature. Um, just I was used to like authority of the military being told what to do sometimes. You know, granted, it never got me in trouble, but I was looking back, um, I would have a bad attitude. And I always think about, oh, this, it could be better this way, it could be better that way, or et cetera. Just, it's always complaining. Um, this was almost really young. Uh, so if I were to earlier, like a young seal, like 21, 22, uh, I, would, I would tell myself, you know, be grateful, don't complain, you know, and, the, and 
the grass is not always green on the side. You know, it's greener where you make it. It could be greener. That's good, man. Um, what's one thing a person should do every day? I guess at the end of the day, it wouldn't be exercise. Just be active and have routine. Um, because then that translates into building good habits, which then translate into being more you know proficient in the day, effective, et cetera. That's good. All right. Um, what's an attribute that every leader should foster in themselves? Having humility. It's a good one. That one's hard for people who are naturally good too. It is, it is a difficult one, um, but I think that the best leaders or the best individuals, regardless if they're a leader or not, have that most humility or humble um and they just understand that you know having an understanding of that as well um even though they may know they are better at certain things than others but they they don't just they don't have that demeanor or the attitude that just flaunted or have it their way or no way you know yeah that's great all right so this one's always my favorite one to ask um it's if you could uh, issue a one-week challenge to our listeners to start right now that would change their lives for the better, what would it be? I'm going to make this really easy. Like I said, I'm going to fall back on the, the exercise piece because yeah. that is such a huge thing in my life. And I'm just, this is going to be an exercise. It's going to be very easy. You don't need a gym at all. Wake up, get out of bed, do 50 push-ups for one week. It doesn't have to be in a row. Just get it done before you actually leave for the day out of your house, get them done. Um, so you could do sets of five, you could do sets of 10, just get it done. One, that's going to, you have a goal, you meet it. First check in the morning. Good. Then you can finally make your bed, brush your teeth, eat, and then go to work. For me, it's, it's about consistency. It's about routine. And then exercise, again, I always fall back on exercise. You know, a lot of people do, but it's, it had such a huge impact on my life on being, you know, not only physically fit, but mentally fit and mentally resilient and physically resilient throughout my career. I test a lot of my lack of injuries. I haven't really been severely injured. You know, a lot of, you can see, look back, a lot of SEALs have a lot of injuries, you know, they get hurt a lot, you know, because the job is dangerous. Um, But I attest to my kind of resiliency to my good habits, my frequency of exercise, you know, being on a good routine, eating right, exercising, you know, not every single day, but pretty much every single day. Um, just are really good for just kind of everything all around. And, and I can't attest that to enough to every, anybody who's just looking to kind of get their started on the right path. It's just implement exercise in your life because if you look back, it's probably because they're, you know, they're feeling down, unmotivated, no mental clarities because they don't really have any type of structure in their life or they may not have, exercise and I'm eating right. Things just add up, but start there. Good place to start. It's very easy to do calisthenic and you're going to feel better by yourself. No doubt. That's awesome. And I agree, man. I think you get, uh, if yeah, out of the gate, you get more mentally than you do physically. You start feeling it after a couple of weeks of it, you start getting the physical results, but mentally, man, it's just, it gives you that edge. Yeah. A lot of people ask me, like, how do you get mentally, mentally hard? How do you get mentally tough? How'd you get mentally tough before you went to Buds and became a SEAL? I'm like, look, it was structure. It was my routine in my life. It was how I worked out. All that stuff had a compounding effect to make me mentally hard and resilient and make me be able to be successful to becoming a SEAL. And that want and desire was there too to become a SEAL. That needs to be there. But that mental toughness, like you said, you're, 
it's just going to build as your body gets stronger, as that routine goes on. Like you said, you're just going to start feeling great, start feeling good. You're going to look at yourself like, damn, look, look what I was doing. Look what I'm now doing. I'm getting better shape. I'm getting stronger. And it just, that's how it goes. There's no secret. Just like with anything else, you know. And it's there for everyone. That's yeah. the reality. No matter yeah. where you're at or what you're capable of, it's there for you to get there. All right, coming up is the sound off section. Travis talks about firearms and your duty as a firearm owner. Watch out, hippies. Are you ready to go into the fray? The Ironclad team specializes in developing films, online series, and content for the world's greatest brands, organizations, and outlets. Now we're taking you to some of the most beautiful and most dangerous places on earth. Go behind the scenes with the world's most cutting-edge filmmakers in Ironclad's new video series, Into the Fray. Each installment takes you on some of the world's most exotic locations to meet adventurers, inventors, warriors, and real-life heroes who've dedicated themselves to forging new paths. We utilize some insane equipment and some insane storytelling tactics to make these things happen and ultimately bring you stories that haven't been told before. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram at This Is Ironclad to make sure that you never miss an episode. And remember, new installments drop every Friday afternoon. Adventure beckons. Will you come? All right. All right. Cool. So we're going to go into our final segment, and this is kind of like the sound off segment. And this is something that I think you can speak uniquely to. And we kind of touched on it earlier, but um, this is kind of where you can kind of give your thoughts on on uh the importance or the why behind uh of uh a conviction you have and in this conviction i want to talk about uh training and proficiencies specifically when it comes to firearms right and i think you train people across all spectrums uh, from civilian to law enforcement to military correct have you i mean you've, you've had people from all backgrounds but uh why is it important that people train if they're going to carry you know like we talked on this earlier is like being responsible gun owner and by that i mean you must be trained to know how to operate that gun because you know now you're not only liable you know now you're liable for every round that, that you send out downrange if it were if in the event you actually do use it um and this is kind of related to civilians you must be trained you must be accountable for everything you do okay now we want to translate it over to law enforcement that is your job that is your duty to be pr- the most proficient in firearms as you can be you know, granted, there are limitations of these things. You know, they can't get training as much training as they would like. But I think it's it all boils down to the individual that they need to take the time to really beef up those skills. You know, granted, not everyone needs to be up here, like top-tier shooter. But you do need to be a level of proficiency where you are confident. And I always like to tell people to become a thinking shooter. And by that, people are like, what does that even mean? I'm like, you're aware of what's going on. You actually think under times of stress. You can, you can operate when... For example, people are shooting back at you. You can pull out your gun and effectively use that gun. Um, that's a thinking shooter. You're not voice activated. You're not a liability. You're, you're an asset. And all these things come with owning a firearm. You must take the time to purchase. Anybody could just purchase a gun. All right. But Alex said, maybe not anybody, but whoever is legally able to buy a gun can buy a gun. But then you're just going to stow it. It's, it's, it's one person who actually takes it upon themselves and it is up to the, the individual person to take it upon themselves to actually seek out training, even if it's just one, maybe one formal lesson and they get some good structure, good foundation, and they could go out and practice and kind of build that, like build that pyramid there um, and become a, kind of an efficient shooter. It's huge. 
what what would you want people to know who is who are considering buying or were on the fence of buying a gun? Because I think a lot of people buy it and to your point, put it in, oh, I'm okay. Or or like, oh, I don't know if I should buy one. Um, what would you want people to know? I want people to know that there are they, there are places where they can go to learn before they even go buy. If before you even go buy, go to actual instruction, go to the range, rent a gun, get a formal instruction, learn how to hold the gun, what it feels like, see if you're comfortable or not. It may not even be for you. Owning a gun isn't for everybody. I've worked with plenty of people who bought guns and then just stowed it in their, their closet and completely scared of it, didn't even want to look at it. So then what's the point of it? You know, if you're going to buy a gun, you want to, you need to mentally kind of prepare yourself that I need to be able to learn how to use this thing in the event of emergency. If I, if I want to have to use this, use it. And that kind of ultimately we all think about in the real world is, you know, you know, the gun is for safety. If we're buying the gun for personal reasons, for personal protection, then we must train in accordance with that. You know, we must be ready to actually use it in the event of emergency. And if we're not ready for it, then we just become a liability to not only ourselves, but, you know, our family, friends, other civilians that are around. So it, it, it can have a compounding effect. But if you are a new gun owner or someone who's thinking about buying a gun, you know, I encourage you, to, I encourage everyone who ever listens to this just to really seek out training or go test it out first, test the waters, see if you like it or not. It's a little bit of a rabbit trail, but how do you know that you get the right trainer? Credibility is huge when it comes to people, um, people who actually be weary of the instructors who actually don't demonstrate what they're trying to tell you to do. And then, you know, expect you to do it, uh, really dig deep, find out who that person, that instructor is, look at their background, look what they've done, look how long they've been actually instructing firearms. Um, and then just kind of make a strategic decision based off that, whatever you, you know, type of, cause there's all the, the industry is huge and it's blanketed with so many instructors. Um, just kind of maybe just go to your local area, like the city that you live in. And I guarantee you there's going to be a dozen firearms instructors, but probably among that dozen, there's probably three or four that are really solid um, and have good reputations, good credibility. They're going to teach you right. Most importantly. And again, that's, that's what I advocate. Learn right the first time, you know, that's again, so you don't build those bad habits. It's going to make you worse or even more, of a liability if you have bad habits and i see it all the time people train people learn in their backyard you know no fault of their own they just point shoot learn bad habits and it becomes really unsafe because that's huge number one priority when it comes to firearms is safety well travis man that's it man i i uh that was a fun little conversation we had we've already burned through our time no man that's great i appreciate everything man i've been i've been uh i've really enjoyed watching your stuff watching uh your content continue to evolve watch your message continue to evolve i can't wait for what's to come with you no thanks man i appreciate you guys what you did what you produced and just kind of being part of the team man i appreciate everything thanks again for tuning into the ironclad podcast on the ironclad content network thanks to travis kennedy and blackhawk don't forget guys you can check out travis's new episode of the blackhawk no fail series on youtube you could also check us out on instagram at this is ironclad see you next time